my beautiful people. It's Real Life with Lana back with another episode with our weekly podcast about my life story mixed in with a little bit of love and motivation and the tools that I've used to kind of help me work through the things that I have gone through in life, how I've overcome a lot of things in life, and just kind of a little bit of tools and tricks of how I've done it. Also, really going through my life as in real time (laughs) about things that I'm going through every single day and the things I try to use to help myself get through them all just like each and every one of us you know I think there's two choices in life you know we're all gonna go through some serious stuff you know some less than others some more than others and I just really believe that we have to find uh good, safe, healthy way of trying to work through things because, you know, we all know the alternative. We all know what we could do, you know, to drown ourselves or to hide our issues or to hide our feelings about certain issues and pretend like they're not real or, you know, put our head in the sand and pretend that we don't see them. But they will always be there. And I truly believe, as I've said in previous episodes, that lessons and problems and trials and certain situations that arise, if we don't handle them and deal with them during that period, they are going to return. (laughs) They're going to come back in another way, in another shape, in another form, another person that will come back to try and you know, teach us that lesson or show us that trial and remind us, you know, hey, you got to deal with this. You got to deal with it somehow. So I have been really kind of um, going back and forth about talking about what I want to talk about today in my episode because it is something that is still very raw and real, um, more of, you know, from my past, but also something I'm dealing with right now. And, um, it's been something that really I've been dealing with for the last couple years in terms of the immediate emotional <clears throat> tax of it all, but um, it's something that I have dealt with in my past and has, you know, <laughs> created, um, has a lot to do with the things that I've, that has gone down and, and gone through in my past, including my two children, you know, um, this episode really, I guess, was what I'm wanting it to be and again this is something that's very still raw and um close to my heart so it's I'm gonna try to talk about it without getting really emotional because I always like to try to keep it real and honest but um try to keep it upbeat but this topic in this episode probably is not the most upbeat episode that you will hear from me warning right there warning level (laughs) but it is real and um this episode is kind of um a quick look into my past with my kid's dad and what I am dealing with if you guys don't know he is he has been sick for the last two years with terminal cancer and he's getting to the end of his journey with the fight um now like really now he's in hospice and um it's been a lot of different emotions let's put it that way um I met him when I was 16 years old there is a pretty good age gap between us which that's something that I do want to talk about in another episode about you know 
what it really means to be, you know, so young and get yourself in such a serious relationship with such an older person and what that entails. But that's not really what I wanted to go, I guess, with this episode. <laughs> um, but I met him really young. I was, you know, 16 years old and I really had not had any type of real boyfriend or, you know, much experience with men in general when I met him. So, of course, pretty much instantaneously, I fell really hard. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And it really wasn't the healthiest love. You know, I can say that now as an adult and looking back on it, when I was, you know, in it though, I felt like he was the love of my life. And, you know, I truthfully can say now that I've never loved someone more. I think it's that first honest, true love where you just give your everything and your heart and your soul into it. Um, and I don't, I do not not think that I have another, you know, amazing love story out there because I wholeheartedly agree and believe that I do. And I know that I've done the work and, you know, the things I need to continue to do on myself to keep shaping me to be who I am. So when my, you know, forever partner or my perfect partner (laughs) comes along, I will be ready. Um, But it's taken me many years to get to that point. (laughs) Um, So we were together for a little over 10 years, and then I was pretty much single for 10 years. Um, And, you know, I really never would have thought, you know, I would have been single that long. But again, with kids and life and, um, you know, just not wanting to necessarily deal with getting into a relationship before I was healed because I was afraid that I may, you know, project that onto someone else and to cause, you know, the relationship to fracture because I was not necessarily ready. And I, you know, I know part of relationships is being with somebody, you know, nobody's going to be perfect and ready, you know, once you jump into a relationship, there's always going to be work and, you know, constant um, need for, um, you know, getting things (laughs) to, you know, making things mesh together, you know, it doesn't always just fit perfectly. And I think that each, you know, the perfect relationship isn't about two perfect people. It's about two people, you know, accepting each other's flaws and working together and trying to, you know, grow as perfectly as possible together. You know, it's not about being perfect. It's just about two humans making the assertive decision to work on something. And, you know, if both people are working on not only each other, but themselves and evolving in that sense, it should hopefully, you know, go into a healthy relationship. But my past relationship was anything but healthy. I mean, I know that me and and um, their dad loved each other. Like, I know that he loved me, you know, as much as he possibly could. He had a lot of past demons and past things that he was dealing with and that he had, you know, had in his lifetime <clears throat> through his family, through his past. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Um, But he, you know, he still had a lot of things that he was dealing with. And of course, he was older, so he had dealt with many other situations in life that I had never dealt with. Um, And I definitely can say I went into it very naively as a 16-year-old girl. (laughs) Um, But I loved him. I, I fell hard, and I loved him hard. And I truly believed that if we worked through whatever issues that we were working through, we would get better. Um, And I gave my all. I mean, I gave my all and then some to our relationship. Um, So 
when it crumbled, it was, it was, you know, even that, you know, that much harder. And, um, when we ended up splitting, my kids were, um, six and four. So, um, you know, it was not easy on all of us. And, um, the split was a very traumatic split. And there's some things that I do feel, um, like I, can share and then there's other things that involve other people and stuff that I don't necessarily know when I will be able to share or when I will share it but it ended extremely um badly and it ended in a way that I felt that he didn't have my kids you know he wasn't going to protect my kids and that he didn't have my kids best interest at heart and as a parent for me you know I always felt I could deal with anything and everything you know negative and and you know, take that in for my, you know, on myself and absorb that for my, you know, myself. But my biggest thing was wanting my kids to have their dad in their life. Hence, you know, when I was younger, not really having mine, I just felt that that was really important for my children to have that in their life. So even, you know, towards the end, I tried to separate us and still be able to co-parent and have a healthy co-parenting relationship. And he just was not at that point because number one, he didn't want us to break up and he felt like, you know, me and my kids were a package deal. So if it wasn't with me, then he wasn't going to necessarily, you know, really be the best to my children. So that was really heartbreaking to see and, you know, just heartbreaking not only for me, but heartbreaking for my children to have to go through. You know, I, I look back on that time in all of our lives. And, you know, when I say now, I get on, you know, and I talk about the things that not only I've had to overcome, but the things my kids have overcome. I'm just so freaking proud of them. Like they are amazing human beings because, you know, the beginning parts of their life was really tumultuous. And, you know, I, I really tried to take those, you know, years from six and four and then on and create more stable, you know, lifestyle for them. And, you know, I do believe that the hard work that I did in that sense really did help them um, be who they are today. But yeah, I mean, it was a lot. It was a lot for every one of us. And, um, I think the things that I dealt with in my, my relationship with him was a lot of, um, emotional abuse, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, he was an addict, so dealing with addict behavior, lying, gaslighting, manipulating, um, you know, making you feel crazy, (laughs) making you feel like you had no idea what you were talking about, um, you know, mood swings, lashing out, Um, And I just felt like both of the times that, like, he would get so bad, especially with his addiction, was when I would be pregnant with my kids. And so it's, like, the time that you need your partner the most to be supportive and (laughs) make you feel secure and loved. Um, He was nowhere to be found during that time. Um, And if anything, he was adding more stress and, you know, just fear and um, all of those things. So that was a lot to deal with as, number one, a young a young woman and a young woman with, you know, a baby and then one with a toddler and a baby on the way, like that was just a lot to deal with. And then even after that, raising kids with somebody like that, um, was a lot. (laughs) Um, and I tried so hard, you know, there was times where he, you know, did end up going to jail for a period of time. And even though like when he did get out of jail, 
I told him like he had to have his own place but we continued to be together you know and try to work things out and um it was just a lot of it was emotional roller coaster um I could sit here and break down every individual thing that this you know the situation um was at the time but ultimately I know it was a healthy relationship but I do wholeheartedly believe that we both loved each other with all of our hearts and um, it really sucks because the way our relationship ended was such a huge blow up and such a huge um, a huge situation that was really uh, you couldn't go back from there was no redoing or making it seem okay or you know being okay that um, when things really officially were done, he just up and left in the middle of the night and f- flew across country. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it was, uh, that was when my kids are six and four. And, you know, so to not only have such a roller coaster of a relationship for 10 years and having two children with somebody and just l- loving them, you know, more than you've ever loved in that sense, um, to have them just be gone instantly and in such a traumatic manner where I just didn't know how I could ever even talk to him again. Um, it took us literally over almost almost 10 years to the mark to be able to even talk again, um, to even be able to have any type of cordial conversation because of the way that he blew up his, his exit, you know? Um, and so... Probably two and a half years ago or so, I, you know, for myself and through my healing and through the things that I've done, the work I've done to be able to forgive and move forward in my life, I felt it strong that I at least be able to have some type of cordial relationship with him so I can let go of my anger and let go of my, you know, emotional um, strife with the situation and just be able to... um, be free with it because there is such a connection like these I look at him every day and my children you know and I don't want to have hatred in my heart I don't want to feel like um I don't want to feel that way anymore and so I made a sort of effort and me and him started talking again um he was out there you know he went out to California and ultimately did not live a better life he still was you know living a life kind of Um, ripping and running and uh, you know just not taking very good care of himself Uh, so when we did start talking he was um, incarcerated at the time and you know it was just something that was just cordial just catching up just very basic you know explaining how the kids are just um, just you know again being cordial and friendly to one another something that we hadn't been able to do for over 10 years with no expectation other than being, you know, cordial to one another and being able to communicate freely. Because like I said, as fucked up as it was, and I'm sorry to use that language for anyone that <laughs> doesn't like swearing, but that's really the reality of it. Um, I didn't doubt for a minute that he loves me. Like, you know, and I know in many relationships, people are like, well, when somebody does this to you or that to you, like, how can they really love you? Um, I just know from his past experiences and the things that he grew up dealing with um, and the way that he saw love at times, he he did his very best and he loved me as much as he possibly could. Like, I wholeheartedly believe that. There was not a point where I was just like, oh, did he ever love me? Like, I do believe that he still to this day 
loves me, yeah. And so when we started talking just a few, um, you know, two and a half years ago, it was just cordial, you know, let's just communicate. Can you help? You know, he never really helped financially with our children. I've, you know, really done that all by myself. And so I was hoping at some point that there would be some type of way that he could help with them, you know, in some financial standpoint, if he ever got his stuff together, um, and it was interesting because this time around, like, he has been in and out of jail, to be honest. And um, he, you know, there's always those promises when you're in jail. Oh, I'm going to be different. I'm going to change. And then you get out and you live your life, you know, the same way. But he seemed really serious about trying to get his act together. I mean, he was getting older. And, um, you know, not only does he have my two kids, he has two other wonderful children that live out in California that are starting their lives, you know, one one is engaged to be married, another one is married with two children, um, so he's got some grandbabies out there, like, he's got a life that he could really enjoy and, um, you know, thrive in if he had chose to, and so I, there was something about the way he was talking during that time that really made me believe that he wanted to live the rest of his life differently than he had lived his past, um, but I always, you know, I keep my, my guard up. <laughs> I'm not stupid either. <laughs> um, and I've seen the, the games that we, you know, we've gone through in our past. But anyways, he had started not feeling good even before his release. And he had gotten released and pretty much within a week had gone to the emergency room because he was having stomach issues and <clears throat> found out that he had terminal cancer. Um, and it was at that point pretty much... A very rare cancer. It was soft tissue cancer, carcinoma, um, and it was basically throughout his whole body. It had, you know, gone into his soft tissues, into so many different organs, in his brain, in his bones, like spinal cord, like everywhere. And at that point, they were like, um, you, we could, you know, you got a couple of different options. We're gonna try to start, you know, some super aggressive treatment, but no one seemed to really know like how to deal with this cancer because it was very rare and you know it was one of those things where no one really knew how it was gonna go like you know it was like we're gonna try this but there's you know the survival rate is not the best basically um so over you know when we first found out um that was a huge shock and i it was i guess more of a shock to me that i was so hurt by it still after um, thinking that I had really grown and healed from that that feeling and emotion, but I guess really that kind of doesn't ever go away for your first love, and not only your first love, but your you know father of your children and and and, and so on. Um, but I was really hit by it, and if you you know seen me and been following me on social media, you'll see that like we did go out to California for a couple weeks with my kids. Um, and got to see their siblings and you know see their dad and then he did come out here for um, a little over a week to spend time out here um, with them and you know over the last year and a half he has gone and you know gotten aggressive treatments and the treatments were doing well for him for a while and um, just in the last probably six months uh, they had decided that you know treatment really wasn't doing anything else anymore it was extremely aggressive cancer and that they were going to end up ending treatment. And basically, he was just going to live out the rest of his life, um, you know, with the disease until it was done. So I say all this to say that he is um, in hospice now. Um, 
he, you know, has a matter of a few months, maybe, if he's lucky to, to still be alive. Um, you know, he does have it in his brain, so it's kind of like dealing with almost like somebody who is, you know, has dementia or something where it's like, you know, it, everything about them changes. And so, you know, up to a not that long ago, we were still able to talk on the phone and communicate and talk. And now um, he's in a nursing home and hospice and there's just no way unless I go through one of his kids, you know, if they're there to be able to FaceTime with him and talk to him. Um, and I guess for a while, you know, I, you know, he, the last two years, of course, he was in his, you know, <laughs> true fashion. <laughs> upset me many times, led me, you know, through a lot of frustrating emotions and, um, you know, ultimately did show me a lot of my past, like, triggers and things that had gone on in my past um, that I had worked so hard on, you know, and thought that I had really overcame, um, reared its ugly head. And I have to say that I handled it way better than the past me would have. And so I do know that the work that I have done and the things that I've done has, has grown, you know, I've grown from that and where I am at, but it was real. Like it was something that tested me. It was a, it was a major test and all that stuff coming back and having somebody kind of gaslight you or kind of, you know, play games with you. And you're just like, no, like I am not the same person I was. Like, I remember saying like, I am not a naive 16 year old girl I am a grown ass woman who has done the work who knows exactly what's going on here and you're not going to play games with me so I basically you know anyone that knows me knows my heart and knows I have such a huge heart and no matter what like that's just who I am but also people who do know our situation could easily say like you have every right to like walk away and not really even say anything else to him at this point and you you know you have every right to do that and no one would look look at you differently you know um and so for you know even this last half of year I've gone back and forth about do I want to go there and say goodbye do I want to be there to say goodbye to him and you know he did frustrate me a lot but I, I I've we've since talked about it and worked through that kind of stuff um but I, you know, for the last couple months, I kind of have been in a, a fog about it and feeling, you know, that it'd be best off if I didn't go and see him in the condition he was in and, and remember it the way that, you know, when we last saw each other, which now has been over two years ago, you know, and that was not what we were expecting either. Um, and so it's a lot of different emotion. On top of that, my kids really have no relationship with him um, and uh, have no real respect for him or want to have a relationship with him for for really their own um, very merited reasons like I, I I don't number one I will never force my kids to, to try to have a relationship with him I will present them with what's in front of them if they choose that that is their choice um, you know I've we've had I've had my kids go into therapy for this I've had you know I've talked to them I talk to them all the time about it you know because my biggest thing is I just want them to be able to say their piece whatever that might be I mean even if it's not some fluffy happy go lucky situation that they say to him if they need to to release whatever anger and frustration like I want them to be able to have that platform to do so and be able to freely say something 
before he goes so they can be at peace. I don't want them to have to suffer, you know, later as an adult and have to, you know, go through those type of emotions later on in life um, because they weren't able to do that now. Um, they have both made their own decisions. I respect their own decisions, but they have not mourned, I guess, the same way, obviously, that I have been mourning because our the connection, obviously, I had with him versus what they had with him. Um, and so that's been a very intricate, uh, you know, dance for me to do is, you know, be there, support my children no matter what. Also grieve and be able to feel my emotions about everything. And um, at this point, I guess... I'm going to I'm going to ask you guys what your opinions are from just just to see what other people think but I think I've made my decision. I really felt heavy on my heart just in the last week that I need to I need to go say goodbye. There's a part of me that like gets really frustrated with myself that I even care so much still after everything that he's done to me. And ultimately, does he deserve me coming out there and being there and saying goodbye? No, he doesn't. But I believe in my heart that for myself, I need to do it. I need to go and see him. And when I, you know, San Francisco is not a quick, easy, just jump, you know, it's all the way across the country. It's taking time off of work. It's financially, uh, you know, all of the things that come with travel. There's so many things in my head that I think about, but... Ultimately, I do believe in my heart that I need to say goodbye for myself. And I've been struggling with it even this last week of feeling like I shouldn't go, I should go, I shouldn't go. But I can't explain it other than um, something really heavy, like, (laughs) on my heart just was just like you need to go like and I don't know when I don't know you know it's probably gonna be pretty you know soon and quick and um, of course will extend the invitation to both of my children depending on who wants to go but I think I'm gonna go and say goodbye to him and that's something that um, I have been dealing with for these last two years And, you know, I have really tried to be open and honest, but I haven't, I don't think, talked about it that much in these last couple years because I didn't really know how to talk about it, you know, how to go about it, how to really necessarily feel. I was doing, like, the, the work behind the scenes of healing and growing and trying to work through my emotions of it all. I wasn't, like, you know, burying my head or anything, but I wasn't always really feeling like I wanted to be sharing about it. But it was on my heart this week. Um, It's been something I've really thought about. And um, I think that I've come to the conclusion that it's something that I need to do for myself. So I don't ever have a regret, you know, of, of not saying goodbye to him. Because forever he has given me two of the most important things in my life. Um, and I, you know, I'm forever thankful for that. Even the horrible, you know, ness of our relationship at times, I am forever thankful that we have this relationship, that we had had this relationship because we created two of the most special things in my world. And um, for that, I will forever be grateful for him, no matter the trials, the tribulations that we have gone through. And I think it also has shown how much I've grown from 
that spitfiery, you know, feisty girl. Because, I mean, yes, we had our ups and downs, but trust and believe I, you know, held my own in many ways of standing up for myself, standing up for my children. You know, I didn't just lay down and, you know, get railroaded over. You know, it was, um, I, I did stand up for myself. So I, I think that <clears throat> that in itself, um, I, I want to, I want to extend my love at the end of his life and that has nothing to do with him deserving it it has to do with my heart and who I am as a person so we're almost at our 30 minute mark and I don't want to start crying all over this microphone (laughs) but um I'm sorry this isn't such an up and beat uh podcast this week but this is a real podcast and I know that that will be sprinkled in there part of life is emotional part of life is hard um I just want to say to anybody that might be in a hard relationship right now might be dealing with either somebody who is you know in addiction active addiction or not active addiction any addiction be dealing with someone who may be emotionally physically abusive dealing with a hard any type of hardship in a relationship form or loving someone so much that it hurts I just want to give you guys you know the hope that one if it's something that you need to get yourself out of make sure that you align yourself with the right people the right tools the right you know community services whatever you need to be able to remove yourself from that relationship it's not always um it's, you know, when I say that he loves me or he loved me, even though he did these horrible things to me, I know that love is a huge part of a relationship and people can love you and still hurt you. And that doesn't mean that they deserve to still have you around after that. You know, like I loved him and I still love him, but I, I you know, removed him from my life and from our lives because he was not what was right for either one of us. And, um, I look back on it now knowing and being able to see now 10 years, you know, for, fast forward that he still wasn't living his life right and he still wasn't making the choices that he was, you know, the correct things that he was supposed to be doing in life. Um, I can say wholeheartedly that it was the best decision for me and my children to move on with their lives. So if you are in a place like that, if you are going through something, make sure you get the help that you need and get yourself out of that situation. Also, if you have got, gotten yourself out of that situation, make sure you're doing the work that you need to do on yourself to help heal yourself from it. And even on the hard days when it is, you know, the weight is on your shoulders, make sure you continuously give yourself love and compassion and continue to take your, you know, steps forward to get yourself in the place that you need to be for you. If you have children, for your children, for your future self, for the future, you know, the future, um, possible relationship just your really your future self get yourself together for that person because that's who really needs you and um, I just always wanted to remind each and every one of you guys that we have the power within us to be able to to change the trajectory of our life one way or another and I hope that you guys all are super brave to to make those choices and decisions because they're not always easy and it's really hard and sometimes it seems easier to stay stuck in the hamster wheel but um, it gets better like I can say that I've learned so much from my past relationship and um, just to be able to stay here now and talk about it and still you know extend compassion and love towards this man I can tell you that's because of the work that I have done. 
So just remember, you can do it too. You've got this. And for everyone who's listened so far, thank you so much as always for your love and support on this podcast. Um, I'm sorry that this wasn't so bubbly and upbeat today, but this is the real crap I'm dealing with right now. And um, it's because of the work I've done. It's because of the steps I've taken and continue to take each day that I can come here and be so open and vulnerable and honest about it with you guys now and not be a complete bubbling you know, mess. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you guys have an absolutely amazing Labor Day. Um, if it's spending time with family, loved ones, any of those type of things, but I think I have, I've made my decision. I'm going to go say goodbye and, you know, I'm going to offer that, you know, to my children as well. And I will keep you guys posted on how everything goes, but If you guys pray to whoever you pray to, um, please send us all some some love and prayers because uh, we're going to need it. It's not going to be easy. Um, But as always, thank you guys for listening to Real Life with Lana, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day.